Welcome to the Old Man's Podcast. This is episode 35. You're here. You made it. Congratulations. If you're a frequent listener, welcome back. If you're a new listener, I hope you like it. You can always let me know. I got an email. It's the old man's email at yahoo.com. Just one word. The old man's email. No apostrophe. The old man's email at yahoo.com. And uh, I learned that on Anchor, so if you're listening to this podcast on Anchor, you can leave a voice message. You don't have to leave your name or anything, and your number will not be used against you. But if you want to drop me a note real quick and you don't want to go through the trouble of typing anything up, just uh, leave me a voice message, and that'll get your message across. Appreciate it. Give me some ideas, tips for things to talk about, content for the show, anything you want to volunteer to be a guest on the show that'd be great too so uh yeah use that if you've got the anchor app definitely be leaving me messages no vulgarity please but if you want to i can handle it i'm a big boy so what's coming up on this episode of the old man's podcast i got a good one for you i think i want to talk about which one batman or robin who would you rather be i have strong opinions on the matter I have a health tip for you. Involves oral hygiene. You don't want to miss that one. Can you do anything you want to? Katherine Hepburn says you can. I want to discuss that. Actually, I'm going to rant about that for a little bit. You might be surprised uh, what my thoughts on. You can do whatever you set your mind to might be. And finally, I don't know if it's sad or not, but Kim and Kanye are done. And that gets me to thinking about Hollywood marriages. So I did a little research on that. I want to run it by you. So there you go. An exciting episode of the Old Man's Podcast coming your way. So this is going down as the old man's health tip. Now I've always um, used manual toothbrushes, I guess, old fashioned toothbrush. I've never used an electric toothbrush until very recently. I know I always had troubles at the dentist office when they're scraping it. They use that like power tool. It's really squirting high pressure water, but it feels like they're drilling it off or scraping it off the plaque or whatever's on your teeth it's disgusting to think of but man it hurts it makes me want to cry and I know I'm a problem with the manual regular old school toothbrush that I bear down and scrub too hard and a lot of times I'm spitting out blood and the dental hygienist has commented on how much damage I've done to my gums by scrubbing too hard so my wife had an electric toothbrush I got myself an attachment I said well what the heck I'll try it so that was about seven eight months ago 
It's really nice because you don't have to put any pressure. I just lay the brush on my teeth, um, work 30 seconds in each of four quadrants, two on the top, two on the bottom. So it takes two minutes. It does all the work. I'm not putting a lot of pressure on there. I'm not beating up my gums, spitting out blood or anything. So I was wondering when I got to the dentist, what they would think is the new toothbrush working. So I didn't say anything about it. I've had the same dentist for 25 years and the same dental hygienist for most of the time. She always does um, the cleanings and everything that the dental hygienists do. So she's familiar with my mouth, if you will. She made the comment almost right away how little plaque was on my teeth, how good they looked, and it didn't take her long to clean them off. I wasn't getting all crybaby-ish because it hurt. She uh, scrubbed them clean real quick and she commented that the gums were looking good and not so damaged as they typically, my gums typically are from a regular toothbrush. So guys, I'm a believer. The electric toothbrush is the way to go. I think it's better than uh, the old fashioned manual toothbrush. I don't know what to call the thing, but you know what I'm talking about, a regular old toothbrush. If you are an electric toothbrush user, you probably agree with me. If you're not, if you're still scrubbing away with a regular old toothbrush, I'd encourage you to try an electric toothbrush. It's a little bit of an investment, but not too much. And man, it really pays off, especially when I got to the dentist. She didn't make me cry at all. The electric toothbrush, it's the sissy's way to a safe and happy dental appointment. All right, folks, I got a question for you. Who would you rather be, Batman or Robin? Which one's better to be? Which one's happier? Which one is more fulfilling? Which one would you rather be? I think most people, myself included, are gonna choose Batman. We'd rather be the man, the guy, instead of the sidekick. And why do you think that is? I mean, think about it. All the shows you've ever seen growing up, or even in the movies, Batman's the guy that winds up tied up, laying on a buzzsaw. They're gonna kill him and nobody's bothering Robin. Batman's always in trouble. Somebody always wants to kill Batman or hurt Batman. Not Robin, nobody really cares about him. So Batman, he gets all the trouble, but I think we people think that the Batman, he gets the respect and that Robin doesn't get any respect. And who doesn't want respect? So all of us are probably gonna choose, I wanna be the guy, I wanna be Batman, I want the respect. I don't wanna be the sidekick, not getting the respect. You know, truth is, Robin does get respect. We think he doesn't get any, but he does. It's just compared to Batman, Robin doesn't get as much respect. I've been both in my life. Basking in the glorious spotlight as Batman is pretty cool but it does come at a price. Robin, Robin seems to be having a lot more fun than Batman, at least over the long haul anyway. Maybe not at certain times, but from beginning to end of life's journey, being the sidekick can be a little less stressful, well, a lot less stressful and a lot more fun over the long haul. 
Batman has to take care of all the troubles. He has to deal with the complaints. Robin, he goes home early and hits his Xbox. He doesn't have to deal with any complainers. Nobody takes any problems to Robin. They take him to Batman. Now, Batman does get paid more, of course. But you know what the great urban poet, the notorious B.I.G. said? And he was spot on with this. Mo money is mo problems. Yeah, Batman lives in a bigger house, but I don't think he's having as much fun as Robin who lives in a little two-bedroom bungalow, maybe even in his mom's basement. He doesn't have the stress. Like I said, he's coming home and playing Xbox. Batman's still answering emails and voice messages from people complaining about and asking stupid questions. So who would you rather be, Batman or Robin? Well, you are what you are, right? Some of us are Batman, some of us are Robin, and we don't always get a chance to change. Whichever shoes you're in, make it work, for sure. But be happy with what your lot in life is. There's nothing wrong with being a sidekick. All right, people, gather around. Coach has got a pep talk for you. So I saw a quote the other day, it was by Audrey Hepburn. The quote was, nothing is impossible. The word itself says, I'm possible. She's spelling impossible. It says, I'm possible. Now, I'm not exactly sure what she's trying to say, but motivational quotes like this one, they're kind of a pet peeve of mine. I hate them. Let me tell you why. I think the notion that they're trying to express here is that anything is possible. And really that's the part that bothers me because it's crap. Anything is not possible. You can't be anything you want to be. A very few select of us can ever play in the NBA, yet millions upon millions of young boys think they're bound for the NBA just because they want to. Now you can want to all you want, and you can work hard, you can work really hard. You can maybe work harder than any other human being on the planet ever has to make it to the NBA, but that doesn't mean you're gonna make it. I think the anything possible mentality is a bit of the entitlement mentality. I deserve to play in the NBA because I've worked this hard. Nope, doesn't work that way. You don't always get what you want. In fact, I'd argue most of the time you're not going to get what you want because what you want isn't the right thing. I think this mentality of telling ourselves and other people that they can be whatever they want to be is disingenuous. You know, it might even be cruel to promise somebody, and again ourselves, make self-promises, that something that is unrealistic can possibly come true. I think the most important thing is that this is unnecessary. It is unnecessary for us to have unrealistic dreams that we can do anything we want to. It's unnecessary for us to be able to do anything we want to do. Which, by the way, if you extrapolate that out, it must mean I can do everything. I mean, seriously, with this mentality, if I want to be an NBA star who plays Major League Baseball in the summer 
while earning my license to practice medicine, and let's throw in a Juris Doctorate, be a lawyer at the same time. All you do is dream about it, work for it, because hey, anything, everything can be mine. That's totally ridiculous, right? And that's what I'm saying. It's unnecessary and it's a distraction. What is it a distraction to? It is a distraction to what should be our real goal, our focus, our mission, our dream, to reach our potential. That's what we should be striving to do, not anything we want to do, just the best we can ever do. Reach your potential. Why isn't being the best you can be not good enough? It is, isn't it? That quest is certainly no picnic. That's no walk down easy street just to be your best. People are throwing up hurdles all the time. Reaching our peak, our potential, becoming our best at anything requires a lot of dedication, a lot of work, some luck, and a really great attitude. So if you're focused on the wrong thing, trying to be the best something that you're not really that good at in the first place, it's a distraction and it's gonna keep you from reaching your potential in those things that you are actually really good at. That I believe is the secret to happiness, achieving your potential. There seems to be some kind of innate sense of satisfaction, some kind of completeness down in your soul when you've done your very best at something and you know you did. It could be something that you created, an art, woodworking project, a story that you wrote, a performance that you gave, a sporting event that you competed in. Maybe, you, maybe it isn't the best painting ever, but it's the best painting you could produce. There's a feeling of satisfaction in that. And that's what the secret to happiness, I think, is, that feeling. So folks, let's make that our goal. For everything that you do, do your very best and learn to live and be happy with your best effort in everything that you do. ready to play engage your brain this is the weekly old man's podcast activity where we do a few trivia questions just to uh, engage our brain we know that when we engage our brain as much as we can as we age we do help limit the onset of age-related memory loss so this is not going to do it all by its lonesome but it's one activity that you can regularly play trivia play bridge anytime I don't, I don't really know what bridge is but it's a strategy game I think with cards but anytime you can get involved in the activity that engages your brain makes you think makes you plan makes you strategize makes you remember do that as often as you can keep that age-related memory loss at bay all right today's topic for our trivia questions going to be geography that's a favorite of mine i always enjoy in trivia games um, playing geography so hope it's hope you like it here we go i'm gonna go five questions today 
This city has 35 million residents, actually more than 35 million. It is the most populous city in the world. What is it? What city has over 35 million residents to be the most populous city in the world? If you think it's Tokyo, Japan, you are correct. Tokyo, Japan is the most populous city in the planet. Wow. All right, next question. This is a U.S. state capital question. Which is the only U.S. state capital that does not have one single McDonald's fast food joint? It's a capital city in the United States, and it does not have a McDonald's fast food joint. Man, you got to know some stuff to get this one right. I bet you nobody out there gets it. Hit me with an email if you got this right and brag about yourself. I'll be really impressed. Well, if you know the capital of Vermont, then you'll know the answer. Mount Pilar, Vermont is the correct answer. They got no McDonald's there. Well, I won't be going to Vermont anytime soon. I definitely won't be going to Capital City, Mount Pilar. If you don't have McDonald's, I'm not going. All right, next question. In which state is the historic Shinnecock Hills Golf Club located? Can I tell you, I never heard of this one. It says it's historic. I'll have to take their word for it. What state would you be in if you're playing golf on the Shinnecock Hills Golf Club? You'd be in New York and you'd be on Long Island. The club was founded in 1891. Okay, that's pretty historic. That was quite some time ago. I'll give you that one. Let's move to global geography. Which Nordic country was the first to give women the right to vote. The year was 1906. This Nordic country was the first one to give women the right to vote. Do you know which Nordic country that was? If you're thinking Finland, you are right. All right, one last question on geography. Again, global geography. What is the country that the region of Catalonia is found? Catalonia is a region of what country? I've heard it's beautiful. Never been there. Probably will never go there. And if I went there, I'd order a cerveza because it's in Spain. Catalonia is a region in Spain. And there you have it. That is Engage Your Brain. Hope you did good. Now, remember, do that. Crossword puzzles. Visit friends. Play games. Put puzzles together, anything you can do to engage your brain. Well, I have a pop culture topic for you this episode. And it has to do with celebrities, so it kind of runs on the heels of last week's episode where I complained and moaned and groaned about our society's um, overemphasis on other people's lives. Of course, that's particularly true with celebrities. And I'm not stupid, not that stupid anyway. I know that fascination with celebrities has been since there were celebrities. Long, long, long ago, before any of us were even born, there were Hollywood celebrities. 
that society was overly fascinated with their lives. So that's nothing new. That's probably just human nature, I guess. But on the pop culture front of recent happenings, looks like Kim and Kanye are over. That's right, the marriage of Kim Kardashian and Kanye West appears to be over. At least that's the news on the street, whatever social media you follow or TMZ or anything like that that follows celebrities, that's what they're telling us. Not a big uh, follower of celebrity lives, certainly not Kanye West and Kim Kardashian, just way too much of it, always in my face, so I, I wasn't really that interested. But I started thinking about it for a while. I mean, really, was that marriage doomed to failure from the get-go? And not particularly because of the two people, but because how hard must it be for two celebrities to be married and still have a normal relationship or relationship that works? That's got to be tough. You know, now that I'm thinking about it, I should have done this episode more related to Valentine's Day because that's what I'm going to be talking about. Happy relationships. It, it's occurred to me that it's got to be tough to be a celebrity and have a relationship that works. And if both people are celebrities, and in this case, Kim Kardashian and Kanye West, they're uber mega celebrities because that's what they want. They're constantly promoting themselves, and that's fine. Society likes that. But how hard is that going to be to have those two egos in a successful relationship? So I started thinking about that. Are there any? I mean, that's a bit jaded, but are there any celebrities that have successful long-term relationships? And of course there are. So I looked this up because I wanted to get a little bit of um, background information and share that with the listeners that celebrity marriages do work, not as much as you would hope they do, but they do. And, and I think that's one of, the, one of the two things that's tough to overcome. The other one is child actors. How many child celebrities flame out and they just, well, think of um, Michael Jackson. What, what kind of life did he have? He was a celebrity of the, a pop culture celebrity of the highest order. As just a very, very young kid, and there was always questions about his adjustment into society as quote unquote a normal person. And the tragic, it tragically ended too early for him. I don't know that that was related to being a child star. It might have been, but child stars, whether they're music or acting, doesn't matter. And celebrity marriages, they're like train wrecks. You just keep waiting for something bad to happen and when it happens you watch it so my minimum criteria is they had to be married for at least 40 years you know i looked started looking this up and they're showing um marriages between celebrities that were 14 15 20 years i'm like really that you want to call that an extended relationship 20 years that's nothing you need to suffer a lot longer than that pal before you get to be designated a long-term model relationship so here we go relationships of celebrities greater than 40 years the longest one I could dig up that I felt like was a celebrity now to be a celebrity you had to be somebody that I've heard of there were on various websites 
marriages between people that were called celebrities, and I never had heard of them. So I'm not way into pop culture, but I should have at least heard of you. So the first one I got, 57 years, Dolly Parton and Carl Dean. Dolly Parton is a huge celebrity, but Carl Dean, her husband, you probably never heard of. And, and that's an interesting dynamic. I guess you could have a marriage that has two celebrities in it or one celebrity and the other is just kind of a normal person. I think that's what we have here. 57 years for Dolly Parton. Way to go. 55 years, Billy Crystal and Janice Goldfinger. No, Billy Crystal's wife is not from a James Bond movie, but her name, maiden name is Janice Goldfinger. So they've been married for 55 years. They started dating when they were teens. Good for them. That's a long time. Samuel L. Jackson and Latanya Richardson have been together for 51 years. Now, honestly, I didn't think Samuel L. Jackson was all that old, but man, they must have been together since teenagers to be you know, together for 51 years. Very impressive. Ron and Cheryl Howard. That's right. Opie has been with his wife for 51 years. And that's a double obstacle overcome. Ron Howard, child star from the Andy Griffin Show, and has been a Hollywood star since his young, young lives. They started dating in high school, too. Both gingers. I looked up a picture of them. They're the cutest couple. So, Ron Howard, 51 years married. Way to go. The dude, Jeff Bridges, has been married to Susan Guestin for 46 years. I did not know that. Good for you. Denzel Washington, his wife, Pauletta, they've been married for 44 years. And, and that's a superstar. Jeff Bridges is a superstar. Samuel L. Jackson is a superstar. Ron Howard. These are all superstars. They all credit their successful relationship. Most of them mention not being involved in Hollywood. They don't live in Hollywood. They don't go to Hollywood parties, that kind of stuff. They keep themselves separate. Take it for what it's worth. That seems like a good tip. You know, Meryl Streep has been married for 43 years. I did not know that. Meryl Streep has been married to Don Gummer for 43 years. Good for her. Mark Hamill and Mary Lou Hamill have been married for 43 years. 43 years, a happy marriage. Good for you. One of my favorite actors, guy that I've always enjoyed everything he's done, Sam Elliott. Sam Elliott has been married to Catherine Ross for 43 years. They are both actors. They did two films together, one before they were in a relationship and one after. So that, that's a case of two uh, celebrities pulling off a marriage together. Good for them. Now my 10th one is actually a category, rock stars. I found three rock stars that have been married for 40 years or more, and that really impressed me. Number one, the Beatles drummer Ringo Starr has been married to Barbara Bach for 40 years. You may remember Barbara Bach. She was a very famous Bond girl from the 70s Bonds. And uh, her and Ringo Starr have been married for 40 years. Did you know Keith Richards has been married for 42 years? I didn't know that. His wife is Patty Henson, a famous model of her own right. She didn't need him as much as he needed her. 
How hard would it be to be married to a rock star? I mean, really, you know all the temptations that they're seeing all the time, more so than just an actor. Good for them for pulling that off. And then the most famous one of all, right? Ozzy and Sharon Osbourne married for 42 years. So a happy belated Valentine's Day to you and to all those celebrities that have somehow pulled off long-term relationships. of the old man's podcast is in the books i hope you enjoyed it i enjoyed producing it for you i hope i didn't come down too hard on katherine hepburn's quote that you can do anything you want to do i'm not saying you should forget about dreams but that should be what your dream is to achieve your potential to reach your peak at everything that you do and don't be afraid to try different things try as many things as you can even at whatever age you might be at if you're young if you're old if you're in the middle try new things that's the spice of life baby variety all right that's the end of this episode i hope you enjoyed it and uh, pass it on to all your friends give me a rating give me a review leave me a voice message if you're using the anchor app that's real easy to do shoot me with an email at the old man's email at yahoo.com Find the Old Man's Podcast page on Facebook and like it. Help you keep track of the Old Man's Podcast that way. Y'all be safe out there. Get off my grass! Damn kids.